Well, good morning. It's Friday. Friday, September 23rd, 2022. Friday, December, uh, September 23rd, 2022. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. And being Friday, don't forget, look for Friday's flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. And we are expecting one. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, yes, there will be a Friday flaming bag of crap today, but it will be talked about all weekend, I'm sure of it. <clears throat> PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, those four words, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I appreciate you every day. I always do. Thank you so much. It's very nice of you. Uh, I, I really do. I really do. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow, that would be awesome. And tweet to me questions or uh, insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And let's start with <clears throat> Ukraine. Uh, uh, today, four areas of Ukraine controlled by Russia and pro-Moscow forces held referendums on joining Russia, voting in Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson and Zaporizhia provinces, representing about 15% of Ukrainian uh, territory, runs from today uh, to Tuesday. Uh, and gee, I wonder what will happen. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a stab and say 93% said join Russia. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> of course, nobody who lives in those cities are actually there. They evacuated until they can get their country back. So if they actually voted, Russia would lose horribly. Uh, Ukrainian President uh, uh, Advisor Mikhailo Podolyak has denounced the Moscow-orchestrated votes taking place in occupied regions of Ukraine on whether they should formally join Russia as illegal. Uh, Polyak uh, tweeted, Today, there is no legal action called a referendum in the occupied territories. And by the way, <clears throat> in Ukraine, to have a referendum, it has to be approved by the parliament. So if it's not approved by the parliament, it's not a referendum. Uh, Patriarch Kirill, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, has reportedly urged Russians not to be afraid of death as Moscow moves to mobilize hundreds of thousands of reserve troops to fight in Ukraine. The next, the next media outlet, outlet quoted Kirill as saying, <clears throat> go bravely to fulfill your military duty and remember that if you die for your country, you will be with God in his kingdom, glory, and eternal life. Yeah, because really it work it works out so well. You using religion, uh, uh, uh for to be pro war. That way, it worked out so well for the Moskva, right? Remember, P- uh, Putin made sure to put that piece of the cross into the chapel on the Moskva, which was sunk. <laughs> Yeah, you don't use the church as weapons of war, and in fact, in fact, didn't didn't the uh, the Pope just say not to do that like two days ago, right? 
Uh, Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko has said he is not planning a troop enlistment after Russia announced it was calling up reservists for the war in Ukraine. Uh, Belarusian uh, state media quoted Lukashenko as saying, the mobilization is in Russia. There will be no mobilization. Uh, meaning there. There will be no mobilization. Uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky has said um, Ukraine managed to change the course of the war so that every uh, occupier, even the most inadequate one, felt that we can win and are moving towards victory. Russia's decision on mobilization is a frank admission that their regular army, which has been prepared for decades to take over a foreign country, did not withstand and crumbled. And now, due to mobilization, Russia's war against Ukraine for the majority of Russian citizens is not something on TV or on the Internet, but something that has entered into every Russian home. And uh, basically, he's saying, uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind, but now it's in sight. Right? And people aren't going to like it. Uh, The chair of an independent UN-mandated commission of inquiry on Ukraine. You know, I wonder if any of these guys, if they're going to join the army and they're going to walk into Ukraine and throw up their arms and say, I surrender, take me, I don't want to fight. That would be cool. I'm sure some will do that. Uh, The chair of an independent UN-mandated commission of uh, inquiry on Ukraine says the probe has concluded that war crimes have been committed by Russian forces in Ukraine based on evidence gathered from four regions of the country. Uh, Eric Mose told the Geneva-based Human Rights Council, based on evidence gathered by the commission, it has concluded that war crimes have been committed in Ukraine. I I mean, we knew all the time, but now it's official, right? Uh, The atrocities included indiscriminate attacks with cluster munitions or uh, multi-launch rocket systems and air attacks in populated areas, bombing civilians, basically, ill-treatment and torture of individuals unlawfully detained by Russian forces, and sexual violence. He said the commission has documented cases in which children have been raped, tortured, and unlawfully confined. Children have also been killed and injured in indiscriminate attacks with explosive weapons. Uh, Moses' address follows uh, investigations by the commission in Kiev, Chernihiv, Kharkiv, and Sumy, which saw its inspectors visit 27 different locations and interview more than 150 victims and witnesses. This doesn't include... Um, what, what is that? Uh, Izium, which just happened. They just got into Izium. Ukrainian officials say 436 bodies have been exhumed from a mass burial site in the eastern town of Izium, 30 of them with visible signs of torture. Uh, the governor of the Kharkiv region, Ole, and, and that's visible signs. That doesn't mean others haven't been tortured. I mean, in an autopsy, we'll have to tell, the, uh, tell that. It's, it's likely more. Uh, Ole Sinahubov, um, the governor of the uh, Kharkiv region, and uh, police chief Volodymyr Timoshko uh, told uh, reporters in Izium that three more grave sites have been located in areas retaken by Ukrainian forces in in the uh, counter-offensive this month. Uh, Russia said, we do not torture, and if you say that again, we will pull out your fingernails. 
They didn't actually say that, but they will. Uh, Speaking of war crimes, the United States ambassador to the United Nations Human Rights Council has accused Russia of forcibly deporting between 900,000 to 1.6 million Ukrainians, including children, many of them children, since it launched its invasion. Michelle Taylor told the Geneva-based Human Rights Council, we urge the commissioners to continue to examine the growing evidence of Russia, Russia's filtration operations, forced, deport, ta- forced deportations, and disappearances. She added, numerous sources indicate that Russian authorities have interrogated, detained, and forcibly deported between 900,000 and 1.6 million Ukrainian citizens. I'm sure Russia will have something to say, much like Ron DeSantis did on deportations. Uh, The UK's defense ministry says Ukrainian forces are putting pressure on on, uh, territory Russia considers essential to its war aims. Uh, the ministry said its uh, latest daily, uh, in its latest daily intelligence update, in the last three days, Ukrainian forces have secured uh, bridgeheads on the east bank of the Oskil uh, River in the Kharkiv Oblast. Uh, Russia has attempted to integrate the Oskil into consolidated defense line following its forces' withdrawals earlier in the month. Uh, to the south in Donetsk Oblast, fighting is going on as Ukrainian forces assault the town of Lyman east of the Siversky uh, uh, Donetsk River, which uh, Russia captured in May. So um, what has happened, uh, this, this big counteroffensive, they've gone a long way, and Russia really, really tried to hold on to the river crossings, uh, but they finally uh, uh, had to uh, give in, I suppose. They weren't able to hold them. Um and I, I, you notice there's not a lot being said about what's going on right now in the news. And I believe that's because there's a big offensive uh, in, um, uh, in Kherson uh, going towards Crimea. I believe that's what's going on. As well as uh, Zaporizhia. Zaporizhia, rather. Is it Zaporizhia? Yeah, Zaporizhia, I believe. There's probably one going on there, too. Which... Uh, if you go all the way to Crimea, you can cut off Crimea. Uh, and if you um, uh, uh, go through Zaporizhia, you can cut off all Russian forces that are in the south along the Sea of Azov. So I think that might be what's happening. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right. Uh, China is being super wishy-washy on all this, as they can, uh, as wishy-washy as they can be, on, on how they support Ukraine or Russia. They refuse to condemn Russia, and their recent uh, statement says nothing. Uh, Wang Yi reported, uh, reportedly told Dmitry Koliba on the si- sidelines of the UN General Assembly, "Sovereignty and territorial integrity of all countries must be respected." Adding that Beijing always stands on the side of peace. I, you can't have it both ways. I mean, seriously, saying that is having it both ways. Uh, They're saying something that means different for each side. Sovereignty. Russia claims Ukraine is their sovereign nation. Ukraine says it's theirs, and it is theirs. So uh, China saying this is, is literally saying nothing. It's crazy. Um, it just... If you just say Ukraine is recognized by the world to be sovereign, 
but China won't do that. Anyway, now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. And let's just start with, you know, the best thing Trump could do right now is just STFU. You know what that means? Me shut up. (laughs) He keeps on saying things in public that makes judges he's up against SMDH. Shake their damn head. (laughs) Judge Raymond Deary, uh, the special master overseeing the Mar-a-Lago documents investigation, has ordered Trump's lawyers to back up out-of-court assertions that the FBI may have planted evidence at the property during their search last month. He must be watching Fox News. (laughs) Because Trump was just interviewed on Fox News and claimed that. Uh, Now remember, we talked about this. At the search. His lawyer was there watching. There was no way evidence could have been planted. They were watching. Nothing was brought in. Judge Deary said in a filing yesterday that Trump Trump's team needs to submit a sworn declaration saying if they believe the Justice Department included any items on their inventory of materials taken from Mar-a-Lago that were not actually seized during the search. Deary wrote in, uh, in the order, the declaration must include a list of any specific items set forth in the detailed property inventory that plaintiff asserts were not seized from the premises on August 8th, 2022. And you know what? I wonder if these FBI agents have body cams showing exactly what they were doing. That would be interesting. Uh, Deary has claimed, uh, has already called them out for claims of declassification, and now he's calling bullshit on this. I'm really starting to like this guy. Uh, Now, this is unusual, right? This is stuff that's said outside of court, and Deary's uh, remarking on it. Uh, That is unusual, I will say. But I believe the fact that public false statements, even when not done in court, can affect things because he's already getting threats. This has come up as an issue in the case because Trump himself, uh, some of his attorneys and several of his outside Republican allies have publicly claimed that the FBI planted evidence at Mar-a-Lago during the August 8th search. Trump just needs to shut the hell up. He really does. And he's being stupid. Um, well, you know, what do you expect? Uh, stupid is as stupid does. Uh, and they are, uh, the, uh, these people are saying all of this without evidence. On Fox's Sean Hannity Wednesday, Trump suggested that the FBI planted evidence during the search. He asked Fox News' uh, uh, Sean Hannity, did they drop anything into those piles of materials taken from Mar-a-Lago, or did they do it later? Really? Hannity asked if there was a video. And Trump said, no, I don't think so. Uh, You think Trump doesn't have video in there? You know what? Deary needs to request all video in Mar-a-Lago. That's what he needs to do. And then watch Trump squirm, right? (laughs) The judge set September 30th deadline for Trump's lawyers to submit this sworn declaration. He also asked the Justice Department to submit declaration attesting to key facts regarding the search. Uh, Derry also said witnesses and knowledge of the relevant facts could be called to testify about the Mar-a-Lago search and the materials that were seized. Uh, This means that an attorney that was present will probably be called. Uh, This means Trump either brings witnesses 
or shuts up. The Justice Department also is required to provide Trump's lawyers with copies of all seized materials, except those marks classified by Monday. Uh, This is needed so Trump's side can figure out exactly what was taken from Mar-a-Lago and determine which materials they believe should be shielded under attorney-client or executive uh, privilege. The deadline for Trump's team to finish review of all documents for potential privilege designations is October 14th, though they have to send them as they are reviewed. And what's going to happen is these attorneys are going to say, oh, we want executive privilege on this and that and this and that. And Deary's going to say, are you out of your mind? Yeah, I'm, I'm really beginning to like this guy. Uh, He also said some executive privilege documents could be reviewed by the Department of Justice, even if they are executive privilege, because the Department of uh, uh, Justice is executive. Uh, Deary also raised the possibility of sending some of the proceedings back to the magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhardt, the original judge who approved the search warrant after finding there was probable cause of multiple crimes taking place at Mar-a-Lago. And this was the judge that Trump was supposed to appeal to, not Judge Eileen Cannon, who he appointed. Uh, That judge has uh, since become the target of death threats and online vitriol from Trump supporters, and Trump has publicly pushed several false claims about that judge. Which, I mean, uh, with new laws being put into effect about federal judges, Trump could get in trouble for that, right? Uh, Deary has also hired a retired federal judge from the Eastern District of New York to assist his review. Deary said Judge uh, James Ornstein has experience with, and I've heard of him before, right? What did he work on? What did he work on? He worked on something, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, You know what? I should have Googled that. Um, He has experience with complex case management, privilege review, warrant procedures, and other topics, and is currently has top top security uh, clearance. Uh, Deary said he won't seek any additional compensation for serving as a special master because he's currently on the U.S. government payroll as a federal judge, but he proposed that Ornstein get paid $500 an hour, which would be covered by Trump. And I'd love to see Trump try and stiff that guy. (laughs) Uh, Today, House Republicans plan to roll out their four-part agenda. This is going to be Friday's flaming bag of crap. You know it. It's going to be left on your doorstep sometime today. Their four-part agenda, which was leaked ahead of time. Oops. Uh, uh, and, And Democrats seem to like it because it's easy to campaign against. Apparently, the language was accidentally released ahead of time. Uh, So, are you interested in knowing what it is? How about the Life After Conception Act, which would make all abortions nationwide illegal from conception? How about a law making it illegal to leave your state to get an abortion? How about that? How about a law banning contraception? Well, you know what? If they ban condoms, it'll be fought against because it's supposed to protect from sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, and e- equal protection would mean that uh, families could get it and single people can't? What? Equal protection would protect against that? I, I don't know how that's going to be passed. Uh, how about criminalizing abortion after six weeks? In other words, send people to jail if they get an abortion. 
Uh, they want to repeal uh, the law to lower drug prices, which was just put into effect. How about slashing and privatizing Social Security, raising the retirement age to 70, and ending Medicare? How about doing that? How about giving rights to state legislatures to overturn elections? If you want any or all of that, vote Republican, right? Crazy, crazy, crazy. I wonder if they're going to soften it before they're released today. Uh, Let's see what happens. Uh, Dark money has always been a problem. And we've talked about dark money in politics. We talk about it constantly, and I'm sick and tired of dark money. The Disclose Act, which is backed by Biden, is always going to be difficult to pass. On Tuesday, Biden renewed his push for Congress to approve that bill aimed at targeting dark money in political campaigns. Uh, Biden said, there's much too much money that flows in the shadows to influence our elections. It's called dark money. It's hidden. Biden mentioned 1.6 billion donation of dark money. That's billion with a B donated from a single donor to a group led by the co-chairman of the conservative Federalist Society who advised former President Trump on his Supreme Court picks and runs a sprawling network of other right-wing nonprofits. He said, the public only found out about this $1.6 billion transfer because someone tipped off some of you reporters. Um, that's, that's what Biden said. I, I, $1.6 billion. That's a million millions. A million millions. Uh, Biden went on. Otherwise, we still wouldn't know about it. But now we know, and there's something we can do about it. Ultimately, this comes down to public trust, right? Uh, Dark money uh, uh, erodes public trust. We need to protect public trust, and I'm determined to do that. That's what what, uh, Biden said. Uh, The day before, Schumer said he would uh, hold a procedural vote on the act. The day before that, the legislation would require greater transparency into who is behind much of the secretive, often negative campaign advertising. It would require most independent groups that pay for political advertising, which is currently not required to disclose the name of donors, uh, to release the names of those who give donations of $10,000 or more. Schumer called dark money a veil cast over our democracy that must be ripped away once and for all. He said the legislation would require super PACs and other dark money groups to report anyone contributing $10,000 or more during an election. It would likewise, and $10,000 is, is a lot of money. Has any of you ever given $10,000 to someone? I know one, there's one guy I know who has. Um, it would likewise require groups spending money on judicial nominees to disclose their donors, too. He also said Republicans are going to have to take a stand on whether they want to fight the power of dark money or allow the cancer to grow even more. So, of course, Republicans would do that, right? They would take a stand? Yesterday. 49 Republicans voted to prevent debate on the bill. Republicans would not survive without dark money because regular people won't give money to them. Not enough, anyway. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. Yeah, it's un- unbelievable that Republicans said they, they want to keep dark money in politics. Can, can you think of any reason why? 
You can if you're a sociopath. You know that sociopath uh, um, test? Republicans pass it with flying colors every time. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse uh, from Rhode Island, uh, Democrat, author of the defeated legislation, uh, released a statement slamming right-wing lawmakers for fighting to preserve dark money's poisonous influence over American democracy. He said, today, Senate Republicans stood in lockstep with their mega donors and secretive special interests to protect the most corrupting force in American politics, dark money. The American people are fed up with dark money influence camp uh, influence campaigns that rig their government against them and stymie their priorities. According to Sheldon Whitehouse, dark money political spending went from under five million in 2006 to more than one billion in 2020. That's 14 years. It went from five million to one billion. Billionaire political spending increased by a factor of 70 from 17 million for the 2008 election to 1.2 billion for 2020. Part of the problem with ending dark money is Democrats also don't really want to fight that hard against it. They want to come out in public saying they're against it, but when it comes to fighting against it, they also need to fight against billions that Republicans get, so they need it. But if they get rid of all of it, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, So, uh, an update on that Joe Manchin Energy Independence and Security Act that he wanted to pass along with uh, with, with required government funding. He wanted to pass it along with that bill. A letter from eight senators, all Democrats, demanding separate votes on government funding resolution and Senator Joe Manchin's Garbage Energy Act. Uh, They didn't say that. Uh, was sent to Senate Majority uh, Leader Chuck Schumer. The letter was submitted by Jeff Merkley of Oregon and, of course, includes the burn, along with uh, Tammy Duckworth, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Edward Markey, uh, and uh, Ben Cardin and uh, Chris Van Holen, both from my home state of Maryland. They were also in it. But uh, Schumer has so far ignored the letter and started the process to hold a vote on Tuesday. So, calling you out, Schumer. Calling you out. I I guess he has to keep his uh, word uh, with uh, Joe Manchin. Um, So, I I, I suppose uh, those eight will uh, rally against it, but Republicans may vote for it, although, as I said, they already have their own bill that they would like to vote for instead. We haven't talked about the Koch brothers recently. Uh, the ones still alive, anyway. Uh, so I guess we haven't talked about the Koch brother recently. According to Open Secrets, which tracks campaign uh, spending, fossil fuel giant uh, Koch Industries boasts a corporate PAC that has donated $607,000 to the campaigns of leadership PACs of 52 election deniers since January 2021, making Koch's PAC, and I believe this is Charles Koch, right? Uh, the top corporate funder of uh, members who oppose the election results. And it, <coughs> excuse me. In addition, 
The Super PAC, Americans for Prosperity Action, to which Coke Industries has given over $6 million since January 2021, has backed some election deniers with advertising and other communication support, as well as a few candidates Donald Trump has endorsed who tried to help overturn the 2020 election. Altogether, 139 House members and eight senators voted uh, against certifying a Biden's win in Arizona or Pennsylvania. Although, and you you must remember this, way back then, after the insurrection, all these advertisers were pulling out of uh, political uh, campaigns, including Coke and many others. Although the Coke-funded uh, super uh, PAC AFP action had suggested it would not back election deniers after 6th of January, the January 6th attack, that didn't last long, uh, Sheila uh, Crumholtz who leads Open Secrets, said, like other corporations, many of them, by the way, pledging change following January 6th, Coke Industries has returned to business as usual, and it would be interesting to see all the other companies who have done the same. I'm looking forward to seeing that list. Maybe I'll look look it up myself. I wonder if there's something out there. Anyway, under 30 minutes, isn't that something? That's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, September 23rd, 2022. Friday, September 23rd, 2022. Don't forget to look for Friday's flaming ball ball of crap left on your doorstep. I really appreciate you. Bring someone with you tomorrow if you can, or this weekend, or today, or whenever. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.